Hello and welcome to HW Editorial with me Sujeet Nair. Here you can listen to my views, my analysis. Follow this podcast to stay updated. At HW News, we have been delivering news that matters to you. Our goal is to present you with information that stimulates conversations around topic of larger public importance that often gets lost in prime time shows. Namaskar. Welcome to another episode of Editorial. Pakistan's economy may collapse in the next couple of weeks, maybe a month. We'll discuss three aspects on this subject. A. What really happened? B. Why it happened? And C. How is it going to affect India? So let's discuss these three points. Let's get right into the show. The first thing is Pakistan is a clear example of a country build bad. What I mean by that is Pakistan, the founding fathers never thought of building a strong foundation for Pakistan. Never building industries. Never building colleges and schools and universities. In fact, the foundation of Pakistan was weak and therefore the problem started from there, 1947. You see, Pakistan has almost no exports or very, very limited exports, especially from agriculture. Very limited agricultural exports. Most of the things in Pakistan are imported. They live on others sending them products, goods, services. This is one of the biggest problems with Pakistan. And what happens when you are into that situation? What happens is then you get into something called as balance of trade issue. What is balance of trade issue? Balance of trade issue is the difference between your exports and your imports. So if your exports is more than your imports, then your balance of trade is fabulous. Then your country is healthy, economically healthy. But if your exports and import ke beech mein koi relation hai nahi hai, your exports are almost nothing and your imports are huge, then your balance of trade is in negative, which means you spend more foreign reserves than earn it. It's very bad for the economy and this is what has been happening for Pakistan. And if you see the graph on your screen, Right from February 2022, you've constantly seen minus. Pakistan has been continuously in minus uh, foreign reserves, including January. There's the latest figures that we have received. Now, this is the first and the biggest problem with Pakistan. The second problem with Pakistan was the rupee. That is Pakistani rupee versus dollar. Now, Pakistani rupee versus dollar, again, if you see the graph on your screen, Currently, it is 277 and somewhere from April last year, it has only been going up, up, up and up. And especially January, February, it has reached its top 277 rupees per dollar. Now, what happens if it is 277 rupees per dollar? You see, a, a, a country that, that lives in imports, obviously, the price of the product is going to go up, humongously go up. 
and when the price of the product goes up the price of uh, your every every product every product you are importing and that those price goes up obviously the inflation is going to be humongous and that's exactly how the inflation looks currently pakistani inflation currently is at the highest january 2023 recorded 31.5% inflation as you see on your screen and if you see pakistan food inflation is at all time high 45.1% that's the inflation on food this is the status now before i go to uh, go any further let me tell you you know all this what it all what all of this builds all of this builds debts pakistan's debt has skyrocketed to 62.5 trillion now this is where the story starts huge debts don't know where to pay the money from now what does one do wherever they went they asked for money wherever they went they went and uh, they wanted to borrow money but after a point in time which country is going to give them money who is going to help them see no resource is unlimited isn't it and no resource is unlimited especially when the resource know that bhai ya itko payment karne ka dam nahi hai this country doesn't have the strength to pay back who is going to give you money continuously so finally the only place you can go to is international monetary fund and they went there for a loan of 7 billion dollars so they can tide over their immediate problem the immediate payments that they want to do so that they can get the food which is lying in the docks and which is lying with the vendors they can get the basic into the country and you know at least ensure that the country can hold on to things till they find out a way to to resurrect themselves imf came they put up clause they are more or less okay with lending the money but they have put very stringent clause and it is fact you see petrol diesel humongously subsidized by uh, by pakistan food items humongously subsidized by pakistan why these are this is meant for popularity votes popularity will not run economy na economy has to be run by actual trade by earning money by subsidizing you can't show that things are good this is exactly what pakistan did subsidized so this is where the monetary fund said that no your subsidy should uh, stop if your subsidy stops we will not pay you 7 billion but we will try and see if we can manage 6 billion for you okay initially pakistan prime minister had said nah nah yaar it is too much they are taking away everything from me i don't know whether i can be i will be able to do it and all of that he said but slowly one sees that pakistan is succumbing to what uh, i i am i wanted out of them and the first thing they wanted out is to get more taxes out of the people so the gst has been jacked up to 18% as per imf demand their goods and services tax went up by 18% The second thing which they did is they cut government expenses by fifteen percent. I will come to government expenses. I will come to Pakistan's governments, governance, and uh, the army and all of that. I will come to that. But before that, let us finish the first topic: that the status of Pakistan and the government decided, okay, Baba, okay, we will cut fifteen percent of government expenditure. The third point they said is, okay, here we will increase the price of petrol and diesel by twenty-two rupees. Oil price increased by twenty-two rupees twenty paise to be precise. So there also they increased. So more or less, lot of things that the IMF asked them to do, they did. But the story doesn't end here, does it? The story doesn't end here. Moody's, Fitch, 
all of them down gone downgraded fitch downgraded them to ccc minus moody is downgraded them everybody downgraded them so what happens when these these rating agencies downgrade a country nobody is willing to invest so jo paise dalne wala hai wo bhi nahi dalega because when you see the ratings so this downgrading also came at a stage where they needed the where they needed money the most let's discuss the reason why all of this happened let's discuss that for next 3 minutes reason number 1 like i told you in the beginning of this editorial lack of foundation pakistan never bothered to create a fundamental education system in in the in the country like we have our iims and iits and all of that they never went for anything fundamental health wise or health system or infrastructure or industries nothing there was no make in india you know like we have the make in india there was no make in pakistan drive so there was almost nothing there was nothing that they promoted so that they could build an a, a strong fundamental for pakistan they never bothered for all that their total botheration was you know talk about religion that is one then uh, curse uh, india and then say that we want uh, kashmir and all of that that is what their entire politics their politicians and everything was focused on there was nobody who sat down and said listen let's make pakistan happen no politician said that that's the biggest problem and that is the genesis of this particular issue because more than even sri lanka pakistani problem is disastrous it is disastrous now second corruption see if you actually look at corruption in pakistan pakistan doesn't have corrupt politician corrupt politician we also have here in abundance pakistan has corrupt politician and a more corrupt army you see most of their army men most of their army generals generals and all that they retire and the first thing they do is take all the money and scoot and go to some other country and chill that is their love for their country people the the kind of riches that army men has there is something that our army men our generals can't even dream of that's the kind of riches that's the kind of wealth that these people have so corruption took another scale altogether india they showed as a demon and they would make money for themselves it is not that they built their army or their their infrastructure or whatever they made money each of these generals made huge amount of monies and it was very sad for the people of pakistan because they trusted their army they were very proud of their army some of them were even proud of their politicians by the way and they betrayed them and betrayed them how so this is uh, point number 2 corruption point number 3 bad administration see pakistan never saw somebody who was really really a good leader and an administrator a fantastic manager pakistan never saw it as far as india is concerned with all our problems all our corruption all our issues all our everything the prime ministers that led our country led with diligence each of our prime minister most of our prime i will not say each most of our prime ministers achieved something for the nation took the nation from one level to another level 
the next one came and took it from one level to another level because each of them contributed something to the growth of this country most of them contributed something for the growth of this country unfortunately if you see it in pakistan that never happened pakistan was so used to live with aid money they got aid from america to fight and uh, ensure that ussr doesn't dominate uh, afghanistan they got aid from America because then they didn't want Taliban to become big in Afghanistan. Then they got aid from Pakistan. They lived with aid money. They lived with money for war. Because most of them were money given because that was it. That was what Pakistan did. That was their biggest industry. Not IT, not uh, uh, automobiles, not, uh, not uh, machinery. Their biggest industry was that. And that was unfortunate. Why? Because they didn't have a visionary. They never had a visionary leader. And that's a very unfortunate thing. Even today, currently, in this crisis, I don't know whether it is Mr. Sharif, with all due respect to the man, I don't know whether he is the right uh, uh, prime minister for the job. They require somebody who's got, who's far more charismatic than him. Who can understand trade and economics? See, India also went through something similar. But then we had P.V. Narsimha Rao and then we had uh, Dr. Manmohan Singh who pulled India out of this and pulled India out and how? Pulled India out and how? They required somebody like that. I can be, I can be very sure that, that their external affairs minister who's supposed to kind of go and uh, maintain relationships with the world and try and negotiate things with the world. I think that gen young gentleman, I think he's got a lot to learn. He's got a lot to learn. I think he needs to mature. He's still bothered about giving statements. So the point is, I mean no disrespect to any country. And I am not rejoicing any country's doom. I don't. I, as, a, as, a, as a matter of principle, I don't. But what I'm trying to tell you is the truth. Because this is the time when you require politicians who are matured. This is the time when you require politicians who can make more friends and not enemies. This is not the time to make enemies. So that's my point number three, bad administration. And my last point. Their focus was politics. Politics of appeasement. When I say appeasement, their focus was to ensure that they talk about Kashmiri Muslims. Their focus was to talk about saying that how they can uh, win India over. They can, their focus was to talk about how they are so religious and you know how to promote religion and propagate religion. See, all this is good. In the meantime, also look after your economy because that's real. That is real. That gets you food. They didn't. So these are the four points according to me that... Uh, the reasons why uh, such a uh, issue happened my last last three minutes on how does it affect india first our neighbor no money no jobs the youth are going to get more into militancy they may get into militancy the militancy there may increase because that possibly will be the only uh, way of a job to get two square meals home if militancy increases there, it is going to have direct impact on India. Because finally, we will be facing their militants, those people. So that's the biggest problem we face. And that's a very, that's a very given. Every, everyone, I think the audience would know this. Another problem, which is very important, is you see, when China 
gave money to Sri Lanka for ports and Sri Lanka couldn't pay back those monies. You know what China did? China went and took a lease of that port. China controls those ports in Sri Lanka for 99 years. 99 years lease to China. So China makes money out of that port. All the money that the port makes goes to China. That is how it is. So China said 99 years, we will take as much money as we will Now it is not, for, not only for the money to, to get their money back, they have control over the ports of Sri Lanka which is in our shores, no? It is dangerous for us. Now that's Sri Lanka. Now imagine the same thing is possible in Pakistan too. Pakistan owes huge amount of money to China, huge amount of money. What if they take control of their roads for which they, they have paid money to build? What if they take control there and have a base there in, in Pakistan? And Pakistan will be more than happy to give it. At least Sri Lanka will think twice, but Pakistan will be more than happy to give it. What if that happens? Imagine, for us, it's a security threat. Because you have people, you have China sitting in Sri Lanka. Now you'll have China sitting in Pakistan. So this is another very serious, serious uh, uh, concern for India. Finally, I think the best possibility for Pakistan to come back, to bounce back, is to take help from India. India would be the best to help Pakistan in terms of trade, in terms of loans, in terms of trying to repay some of their loans, whatever. But India would be the best bet. Because A, India is a fair trader. India is a fair trader. We have been that way almost right from our inception. We are fair traders. Secondly, it is in India's interest also that we help Pakistan is because for reason I told you. It is in India's interest also. So, it would be high time that Pakistani politicians mature, go beyond their political thinking and, and manipulating their, their voters and their people and try and start building a dialogue with India. India will not help till Pakistan asks them is what I believe. Because end of the day, unsolicited help is never a solution and never a good thing. So Pakistan should ask India for help. India, I'm sure at that point in time, may consider helping Pakistan. And if that happens, Pakistan, things will be better for Pakistan and will be faster for Pakistan. And believe me, you, things will be good for India too. So that's my conclusion. That's the point I wanted to make. And I hope taking you through the process in a simple fashion, the way I understand it. And uh, till I see you next time, that is tomorrow at 10 p.m. Namaskar. If you like this episode, please rate us with five stars right now. HW News Podcasts are available on BingePods and all other audio platforms. Also, don't miss to check out our news reports from the house of HW News Podcast. We are sure you will love it too.